Welcome in to the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast with your hosts, Daryl and Daryl Jackson, where we bring you a weekly roundup of the past, present, and future in the world of sports. For great sports content that you can get at home or on the run, it's time to listen up to a father and his son. Welcome, everybody, to the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast, Season 1, Episode 24. I'm Daryl. I'm here with... Daryl. We're excited to have you back. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving with your family. And we're back to just us. Last two episodes, well, 22 and 23. Yeah. We had Ethan representing Chicago. Right. representing uh, Minnesota. Just want to, again, thank those guys for coming out, really just enhance our program and just give us another perspective and give you another perspective. So we just want to... Again, just uh, be thankful for that. and Yeah, that's right. You know, sometimes, like I said, it's really good to have a different view and different people's coming on, and it was really good. But we have a, um, a pack house information tonight to deal with. And um, what are you thinking, Darren? What are we going to start off with? I think we're going we're gonna to cover a couple things today. Of course, it's we're in the heart of football season. A lot to talk today about college football in, in, in terms of college uh, coaching hires, the big matchups this weekend, the, the big matchups from last weekend that kind of set up this weekend. So we're excited to do that. And then we're, all, of course, we're going to wrap up with the NFL. But we're going to start in baseball. You know, baseball season's over, but the free agency is on full swing. So we're going to talk about a couple of things going on, different players making moves, and different players that are still out there in the market that can really change the fortune of a different team's franchise or their current team's franchise and and see how things go but first man off the board there that really made a difference for your new york mets max scherzer coming east what do you think about that oh man yeah I mean, I, hey what can you say man he's one of the top pitchers in baseball at this point in time joining probably the best pitcher in baseball if everything goes well and uh, when we have um everything going right so i just think it's like um yeah the mets pitching it's not an issue. I think the Mets got to get some bats. I agree with you. Yeah. So you I know, think that that's it. to get Max, but it's kind of in vain if you got these two guys, you know, throwing gems, but they get no offense behind them. Right. DeGrom, you know, Jacob DeGrom, man, everybody know. Like I said before on a, on a podcast, we think about it. I think DeGrom could have been in um, Cy Young in both leagues. So since it's got this inner, inner thing like this, he was that good. Correct. Speaking of Cy Young. I want to say congratulations to Corbin Burns for winning that for the National League, and then it was Robbie Gray for the American League. Yeah, yeah. congratulations to him. Congratulations but he, but he knew if injuries wasn't a thing, everybody knew DeGrom was going to win. And I love seeing a guy get an award for the first time. Right. Both these guys their first award. But what you saw was, like, we saw the Atlanta Braves win it all, right? Right. But the team I thought they struggled with the most was the Milwaukee Brewers in the first round because of that pitching. Right. What was Milwaukee's problem? They couldn't hit. Couldn't hit. So I'm seeing that with the Mets. Like, okay, you're bringing in two, like, Hall of Fame pitchers right but like if you don't have the bats behind them what's it going to happen so are we going to have like some resurgence and of course we need Lindor to live up to his contract and play with his ability and we need uh Pete Alonso to play and then you know Dominic Smith uh because I think you said uh Conforto's gone Michael Conforto left I believe he's looking to leave he's looking to leave right he hasn't officially left out yet but the thing is I'm thinking about like you got guys out there on the market right now Correa you got him and you got Chris Bryant would He's, you bring in Korea? Like, if you did, where would you play him? Shortstop. What about Lindor? Put him at second. Can Lindor play second? Yeah, well, you're going to have to learn. 
I mean, do you pay somebody three hundred forty million dollars to learn? Yeah, because he had a bat. When he when he when he bats. Yeah, when he bats, he he's he's consistent to do what he needs to do. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, you can also put hey, like I'm saying, when I told you, I'm going for the guy that you said they should have went for last year, Chris Bryant. Correct. Right that, that's now, Chris Bryant, because if you could put him at third, but like for example, if you to go play the outfield, so I think he can do multiple things for you. Exactly, Where but the thing, is, but the thing is, you want somebody consistently in at one position and be feel comfortable. Right. Not you know, not he's not a utility player, he's a star player. So if right. you can put him at third, you can put him there. But now again. You were saying, just say if we don't get a Chris Bryant, you can put Carrera at third. Correct. I think that that's an easier lo- way to learn than going right. to second. Exactly. So that's something they that you need. Another, they oh, they I, need I another bat. On our sheet, you know, and of course there's some others out there. They, they do need that. Right. Um, okay, Robbie Ray going to the Mariners. What do you think about that? Because I thought the Blue Jays were, man, they're on the cusp. And right. He was, the, he, was the, he was their ace. Well, why, something why must be... Because something that's going on up in Toronto, because you also see Marcus Simeon, yeah. he he left too, is that maybe they just felt like in a small market they couldn't afford these guys. Yeah, because speaking of which, I like that because I'm, Seattle's on the cuffs too. Maybe Robbie Ray could be the difference for now. You know, right, because like I said, if we talked about how we bashed um, Major League Baseball these are a few times now, they like, should have been in the playoffs. I would have loved to see those rosters. Right, yeah, and that's where you got to see. I mean, like when we look at this thing, look at the Rangers, man. The Rangers, um, they got some money because they just pulled in Seager and uh, Simeon. Right. Now, do you think Simeon was a product of the lineup he played in, or do you think he can produce like this in Texas? We'll see. I, I, I believe sometime when you have the lineup that supports you really well, you you feel more comfortable, you're more relaxed. You ain't like the pressures on you. Right. Now with this contract that he has, people's going to expect. Correct, like in in not having Vlad Guerrero to like, yeah to be up next. Right, exactly. That helps out there too. But I think the biggest one here out of the names that came through was Javi Baez going to Detroit. Why was it? Is it was is, is, is it money? Stuff his pockets. Yeah, because he Detroit didn't. Detroit done. I mean, they've also brought in Eddie Rodriguez from the Red Sox. But right, still, but like, still, what? What have Detroit done? You know, in that division... I'm surprised he'd leave his buddy, too. Lindor, like... Right. I don't know if the Mets were going to offer him Yeah, money, I think the Mets were... Like, yeah, I don't know if they would well, offer the money he know. got, but he, he would have been sufficient what he did, you know? But like I think I think this is something with money. Because you, you didn't, you're not saying you left for a better team. No, of course not. That's right. definitely a money move. Yeah. So these are the guys who made decisions. Okay, lastly, Marcus Stroman's made a decision. He, he decided to yeah. the Mets... For the Cubs, right? Because especially with Sir, uh, Matt Serger coming in, right. that made a difference. Because also you gotta realize a lot of people because it went under the radar. Um, Noah Syndergaard, he went out to the Angels, right? So that was something I think people are trying to bail ship, and I don't understand it. You know, he's the one who's been hurt for a few years and stuff. Like like Syndergaard, man, what three years that he had a full season? True, maybe now, four. He's gonna go to L.A. And my thing is this. I like the Angels. I like to see them succeed. So, I don't know. Maybe you can help them. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it remains to be seen. Right. Okay. So, Freddie Freeman. Right. Just won, won a title with the Braves. Do you think he stays? Or do you, do you think... I'm My gut is telling me he's going to the Dodgers. Because he's from Southern California. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but don't they have Max Muncy playing first? They can move Max. Max can play first, second, or third. They can move Max to second. Because they have Turner now full-time at shortstop. Right. So that's what they could do. So who's the second baseman? The second baseman would be Muncie if they can bring in Freeman. Oh, okay. But if they can't bring in Freeman, then they're going to they're gonna figure it out. Maybe Chris Taylor and uh, parts, but I'm just trying yeah. to say like... Right, they just signed Taylor too yesterday. 
re-signed him, the Dodgers. Gotcha. We'll talk about this more like in the spring, but any hope for the Angels? Do you, or do you feel like if any, any big main free agents just go there to like disappear? Right. No, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't think, you know, no. I don't see the Angels going anywhere, and especially in that division. It's a hard division. It's a competitive division. Exactly. When you look at those teams. Mariners are better. Um, Oakland's always in it. Right. Houston's the king of it. Right. Texas now just loaded up. Right. So, so the Angels are kind of like. Yeah, yeah, right. And Trout's always hurt. Even right. I love him, but he's and always now hurt. And Rendon's always hurt. Right. Most of these guys are 30-plus now. You're right. not getting what you used to get from them. True. Okay. Um, Trevor Story. Right. Oh, what a what a, the Mariners are looking to talk to, to targeting him, which would be great for them. Right. True. Yeah. Let's just see. Uh, uh, will his bat be the same? Not playing in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, like a good testing point is Nolan Arenado. Like you're not right. gonna. No one's gonna produce the numbers in a different park than Colorado. I mean, any right. of your a hitter that's worth anything, like, and you're like a good hitter, you're gonna have better numbers in Colorado. Right. But. Nolan did good in St. Louis. Right, he was so consistent. I thought. I think he was better defensively, but he did. Yeah. Correct, and I think that Trevor can be successful elsewhere. I, I would love to see him go to the Mariners. Okay. I would love to see him both. Nick Nick Castellanos. Right. You think he stays in Cincinnati or leaves? Uh, well, I think he's. There's a resurgence going on in Cincinnati. I think he should stay. Should stay. I think they should just pay him and see what happens. Anthony Rizzo. Well, it all depends where you go. Why don't I mean, you stay with the Yankees? Right. Yeah. It all depends. I don't think he really felt comfortable there. It's it's different, isn't it? Right. Yeah. It ain't Chicago, and so he had to find something that he feels comfortable with. Especially in this stage of his career. You yeah, want to be true. more, you know. In more a, where he's more comfortable. Right. And where he wants to bring up his family. Kyle Schwarber. Again, stay in Boston. Just stay in Boston. Right. Because yeah, I heard that he's linked to being traded for Matt Olson from um, Oakland. Yeah. Oh. Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Seems like a similar spot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. And then lastly, two pitchers that are in their twilight that are out there, uh, Justin Verlander and Clayton Kershaw. What do you, what do you think about either either of those guys? Dave, no, he stayed. They signed him. He stays in Houston. He stays in Houston. He just he resigned. In okay, yeah. that's good to know. Right. I think he fits there. Fits yeah, there. He, that's what he did, yeah. Clayton Kershaw here is getting recruited to Texas by Corey Seager. Do you, do you, would you make that move? or what you, Yeah, with that staff they have. You know, yeah, like just, he, wasn't, just, he wasn't like the same Kershaw that was going. Right, with so you the, might as well just go and help a... Um, right, unless he just wants to retire as a Dodger. Right, but I mean, they didn't even really play him this past Exactly. Especially I would just go to Texas and mentor young guys. Right, and just, and see where right, you're at. you got a title. True. And now you can put your buddy, so... Yep. All right. Well, we'll keep you posted as uh, players make decisions. But uh, we know some coaches made decisions in college football. We see some, I actually part with LSU and Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU because he feels he has a better chance to compete with better players. Your thoughts on that? Oh, man. That's terrible. Brian Kelly, yeah, he ain't going to win in SEC. He'll be fired. Really? Within two or three years. You don't think he recruits and coaches well? No. He's not that type of coach. Wow. And I'm telling you, you know, the thing is, the way he left Notre Dame, one of the prime, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm a big SEC guy, but I don't think Kelly fits in the SEC. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he fits, you know, and we'll just have to see. And I don't think, him, you know, going into these Southerners' homes and stuff like that, I don't think that works out well. Yeah, Brian Kelly coming to the SEC is going to be a big culture clash because when you're at Notre Dame, you know, you, you're an independent school, so you really kind of function in your own universe. But now you're in the SEC where, like, you're you're really going to have to live up to what you say 
that you want, which is better chance to compete with better players. Right. And then you just got to tell me one other thing, though. Like when you look at this Notre Dame roster, how many people are from Louisiana and stuff like that? That's just some of the things you got to really think about. And then, like, again, do we can he get the Southern draw? I mean, before he went to Notre Dame, he was over at um, Cincinnati. So he's always up in the north. It makes a big difference in the players you can recruit. So the thing is, is that now if I'm a parent, the way he left those kids at Notre Dame, the way he did it, I would have to have a second thought and think, like, what's going on? Well, can I explain a little bit of that? Because I I listened to a little bit in terms of why it was like that is because you're dealing with these uh, new early signing periods, which the NCAA Institute had nothing to do with the coaches. So if 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 things were normal, you you could finish the season and then the recruiting starts. But the recruiting starts early. And you feel like I'm going to a new school, I'm behind. So say he finishes at Notre Dame, by by the time he's done and makes a transfer to LSU, all the all the recruits for next year are gone. So the same thing Lincoln Riley had to do the same thing. You have to leave because you have to get there to get some players to get going for next year so you don't miss out. But That's I mean, what it was. Yeah, yeah, but still. I, I don't like it, but it's just like if you knew you're gonna take another job, like right. for example, if you knew you're gonna take another job, right? If I knew I was gonna take another job and they already hired me, and the house I want I have to like go now. I have to go now. I can't be like, oh, I'll I'll go when I'm done with this year. By the time I get there, no place to live. Yeah, you're talking about a year, but I'm talking about three weeks. I understand, but the, the NCAA needs to go back to doing what they were doing with the signing period. Why 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 move it up? Why why do that? Keep it where it was at. Give coaches a, a chance to breathe and an opportunity to kind of catch up in life, and then be able to have an opportunity to recruit you. Okay, that's all. But he did this before. From Cincinnati to Notre Dame. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an, it's a nature beast. This is, I guess, this is what he feel he wanted to do, and we'll see how successful he is or how successful he isn't. Right. Is Notre Dame a prime? Is what's the difference between LSU and Notre Dame? I think that now, I think about, players don't feel. Here's the thing: when you go to LSU, right. it's about football. Right. When you're in Notre Dame, it's beyond just football. You got to focus. Yes, it is because you got the academic side of things exactly. and, and all that. Exactly. The thing is, Notre Dame was built on football. I understand, but I'm just trying to say it's hard. In 2021, it's harder to recruit a player to Notre Dame than it is to recruit a player to LSU. Right. And what is that saying? <laughs> the world's values have changed. Okay. And so they're just adjusting the to the world's system value. Also. Yeah. Unfortunately, now it's it's not even about it's it's kind of about education. But my thing is this: I don't know the way. To, most of these players go to these schools because they hope to make it to the NFL. They hope to make their money in life in the NFL. Right. Not in not through a four-year college degree. Okay. <laughs> no, no. But it, again, if a, if a coach is coming to your doorstep as a parent, what are you looking for? I'm looking for a complete experience. But what I'm trying to say, it depends what, what I'm dealing with. If, if my kid is rated a top five athlete in the country, right. and I know that I would, and I'm being realistic, that he has his best chance to make his most money in life in, in the NFL— then I want to go. I want him to go that route. Right. But if I feel like he's just going to play on the team and get a scholarship and then get a career outside of sports, right? Then I'm going to push that route. It just depends on who I'm dealing with. Exactly. But the thing is, as, as a parent, you look at those things. You just send your kid off to anywhere just because you think you have an opportunity to get to the professional level. Only if that's if if that's what I knew was his potential. Then I would say, like I try to say. But what, it, what about as, what but, about the person? Well, of course, that matters too. No, it don't. It does. Maybe to certain parents, but not all. Because I'm sending my if I have a son, I'm sending my kid to somebody on the on the tree of Nick Saban, <laughs> just to make you happy. Yeah. But okay. you know why? Because I know that I'm getting the the most balanced preparation possible. Right. I'm getting life prep. 
Yeah. And I'm getting the best opportunity to succeed on the field and in the classroom. Correct, in the classroom. Right. I want someone who's going to dictate if something happens to my kid on the field. That's what I would ask a coach. he can use his brain. Correct. That's what I would ask a coach. Okay. All right. You, Lincoln Riley going to USC. Your thoughts? Oh, I, Lincoln Riley, I think that's a great move for what he did. I think Lincoln Riley can keep California kids in California. I agree. I think this is – I like this move much better than Brian Kelly going to yeah, Brian, LSU. It, it, this, is, this is the kind of thing. It's like they're in different stages of their life. Like Brian Kelly is closer to like that – you know, like Lincoln Riley is closer to my age. Brian Kelly is closer to your age. So it's just a different season of life that both men are going – into you know it's it's that's interesting like that so right I just feel like I think both of them but, left for the reasons that I oh, just look at Brian think, Kelly's think, move like it it just seems a little interesting yeah but I understand Lincoln Riley's from the standpoint of like he just feels like hey I'm at the I did everything I really can do in Oklahoma and I've enjoyed it but USC just presents a unique challenge and opportunity for my family and we feel like that's what we want to do well, so like I said congrats. I think the USC job taking from Lincoln Riley was a great move for him. And because the there's a couple of things we got to realize, a lot of people haven't talked about. Lincoln Riley staying with Oklahoma, with Oklahoma already committed going to the SEC, and then that makes a bigger challenge in the first place. Right now, I think just like for him to be able to just say, like for example, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, what happens?" You know, because before the news broke, they thought he was going to LSU, but he said right after they lost to Oklahoma State, "Now I'm, I'm I am definitely not going to." LSU. LSU. But he never didn't say he was going to USC. Correct. And so right there, that left the whole thing as a whole. And I think that's a, a g- good move, too, because the thing is, why would you go, leave Oklahoma to go to the SEC with LSU and your former team is going to show up there in a year or two? So right. that's why I think it was a good move. Plus, like I said, California is a Bentham in the L.A. area, all of California. For good football players and stuff like this, I think he's going to have a great opportunity. I think the person who probably was thinking like, "Man, why did he have to come?" was probably um, Chip for UCLA. You know, thinking like, "Oh man, Chip Kelly's probably thinking, no man, he's going to take some of these kids away from me." I think Chip's still going to have a little draw from the you know the Oregon area, like being a you know coach of the former you know Ducks. So, but the thing is, I can think it's a great job. And the breaking news today. Is that with um, all these transitions? There's going to be a lot of coaches moved. A lot of coaches got let go this past week and stuff like that in college football. But there's just a lot of good job openings and a lot of people deciding where they want to go, waiting, like you just said, the recruiting period and stuff like that. But Notre Dame made a very good move by just elevating and hiring Marcus Freeman as their head coach. And that whole and the whole coaching staff and the weight training staff, everybody is staying. Because that's what's another thing what Brian Kelly did. He this was said that Notre Dame the, the recruiting class is amazing coming in. Now is he going to try to pluck some of those players to follow him, or are those players going to Notre Dame because of Notre Dame, the experience at Notre Dame? See, that's why I think it was really smart with the um, the school at Notre Dame to hire within and keep the things going the way they're going. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, I did want to just quickly mention before we get to Marcus Freeman because I think that's a great hire that um, two five-star recruits just go, just committed to USC. You get the running back Relique Brown, and right. then you get Malachi Nelson, quarterback. So yeah, from the class of twenty-three, right? So it, it just but shows he, that he he, decom- he 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 decommitted from somewhere, right? Oklahoma, because he wanted because he really wanted to play right. for Riley, and if, and, right? And I believe the guy the running back is as his teammate, correct? 
Right. So they just staying home. They're staying in California. Pretty much. That's all it is. That's that's all. That, so at least Lincoln Riley's got some plan so that's moving my, in a direction there. And what you just because I'm trying to say you just brought up. That's what I was think thinking. about. It. Was players are they there, going to follow so much Kelly, talent. right? Or are they going to stay at Notre Dame? Right. Well, it remains to be seen. But you think there's a lot of talent in certain pockets. Right. California's, of course, is a massive state. A lot going on. So you have some. But think about like Bryce Young. Maybe he's a Trojan if Lincoln Riley was there a couple years ago. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it's a Southern California kid in Alabama because that was his best choice. Right. But now you get, like, I don't know what this kid is. Like, you Najee know. Harris is California kid. Right. So yeah, it's just I like, think a lot but of no, there was really no Cali uh, schools that was top five at the time. You know, right. so. Exactly. So you feel like now, oh, man, now we've got some life here. You feel like, okay, I was going to go elsewhere, but now I'm going to come here. Right. But the thing is, if Nick comes to your doorstep, you're going to listen. You most care. likely, yeah. I don't care if it's out of your state. You're going to listen because if any smart kid would look at if I, my aspirations is Let's to go get pro, to the, go pro. There's not too many programs are going to give you a better shot at that than going to Alabama. That's a fact. So um, let's uh, also. So what do you think about Marcus Freeman in terms of recruiting? Oh, I think he's going to have a good opportunity because what he has done in his past and what he did at Cincinnati. Right, it really helped out and stuff like that. And this is a young man that had an opportunity, they said, to even go to Michigan State and probably make three times the money that he was making. It, but he decided, hey, he goes on direction and stuff like that. And he went to Notre Dame, and like they said, a lump, eleven months later, he's the head coach. Yeah, congrats to him, and I wish him nothing but great success. Yeah, um, we just hope that the school gives him a full chance to recruit, get his players, give him some time. Right, but the thing Give is, if, if they can just maintain the kids they already got coming in, like, like Notre Dame got a top five draft class coming in next year. Right. If he can just keep those kids coming, he'd be in shape. What they're going to have to battle with, Brian Kelly is going to be trying to draw some of those kids that was going to Notre Dame to LSU. But the thing is, the pocket is totally different. Those kids, I don't know if a lot of those kids want to go into the South. Right. Right. It's a tough. Thing, and I so. don't, like I tell you all the time, the SEC West is a gauntlet. Is is a gauntlet. Like a lot of people do not realize that every one of the teams there were at one point this season was ranked. That's probably never happened before. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. SEC. Well, speaking of that, we're going to talk rankings now. Yeah. All right, because this is the this is the second to last, the penultimate rankings and then the next time we talk it, it'll be the official final rankings but yeah coming out on sunday coming out on sunday so right because um you know that time is here so we got one more weekend championship weekend we're excited what do you think about these rankings going into this final regular season weekend well a lot of these rankings it has to do with what the matchups of last weekend and some of the highlight games yeah i mean you know, I understand why they do what they do. Do I agree with how they did it? I mean, old school says, hey, just win, baby. Just win. You know, now oh, style points. You got to go Like here. how you won hey, or how exactly, you, yeah. Exactly. But, you know, like, you know, Alabama don't look good. They struggle against Auburn. They struggle LSU. They struggle against Arkansas. But did they win? That's the question. Did they win? And their only loss was on the last second field goal. That's all. All these teams we're talking about were ranked at one point in this 2021 season. So 
I'm looking at the other teams and saying, well, did they lose the teams that were ranked? And so, like, yeah, yeah, Michigan. But, uh, yeah, we look at the Michigan win over Ohio State. but Huge win. Their only loss was against Michigan State. They got drummed by Ohio State a week earlier. Right. So how strong was Michigan State for real? Well, like you said, um, could we just talk? I said the matchup that kind of one of the matchups stood out to me was Alabama Auburn because of right. how how dramatic it was, and we didn't expect that. But like you try to say, when you play an in-state rival, you just play harder, right? So maybe you're not as good as 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 the other team, but but it looks you play like harder closer. because you're high, there. There's kids on each of these teams that went to school together, high school, correct? And that's why I try to say. Together. The way Michigan, Michigan State is looked at is going to be different or similar, should I say, similar to Alabama Auburn because, you know, is Michigan State that good or is Auburn that good? No, I don't know. But my thing is, it's kind of like you saw what you saw because you see in state rivals going at it and it, it's just that's what you're going to get. Right. You, you try a little extra hard. Um, right. The, 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 the thriller was Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, how Oklahoma State pulled away late. Right. And, and rip that game because they needed that. They needed it. They needed because it. they would have got that tag just right, like dude. Michigan would have got a tag if they would have lost. Right. You can't beat. You this can't team. beat. Uh, you can beat everybody else, but, but you, you can't, can't beat, beat us. Ohio. Yeah. And and so both two teams shed that mantra, which right. is Oklahoma State and Michigan. They finally got key wins at key times. I told you, like I I did pick Michigan, and I did pick Oklahoma State, but I looked at these teams and said, if they're gonna do it, they got to do it now. Like mm-hmm. you're at home with with something on the line. You don't want to miss this opportunity, and both teams uh, showed up for the game. True. Okay. Um, also, we all correctly called, because TJ was here, we got uh, Minnesota, Minnesota over Wisconsin. Over, right. Um, which now means Wisconsin will not play. In, in the, champ, you know, the Big Ten Championship. Correct. So it's going to be Iowa instead. Right. Um, exactly. So we're going to in- talk about that in a second. Um, NC State in a ridiculous uh, comeback thrill over UNC. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that. I, I watched that. Yeah, that was interesting. Very interesting. How that all I played mean, out. Yeah, yeah, the way it played out and stuff like that. Mac Brown did a good job. His team like that, but hey, they allowed some. Whew, at the end, man, that was crazy. Yeah, like uh, their defense decided uh, not to we're take the last five two minutes of this game off. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, but who, man? Don't get me going. I just it was just a couple things that. Was kind of interesting, but definitely. Yeah. So, you want to talk about Matt? Just the key uh, matchups this weekend. Yeah, uh, this upcoming weekend. Yeah, we'll just pick pick these. So, Pac twelve. You got a rematch, Oregon, Utah. Do you what do you what do you see? Same thing, or do you see Oregon taking this? I don't one? really know. I don't know what team Oregon team going to show up, but I don't think I can see Utah beating them by thirty. No. Do you see Utah winning a second time? It's going to be tight. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm going to take Oregon. I, I think right. that they make the That's what I would to say. I would take Oregon, too. Cl- closer. but Closer game, but I think Oregon's going to c- take it back, knowing that this is the team that knocked them out of the playoff. Baylor, Oklahoma State. Well, um, again, when you have rivalry games and you, you, you get over to the whole concept to do what you got to do and you, you, you beat your big brother after a while, did you do put everything on the field at that one game. I can see, um, yeah, Oklahoma State has played well, but, you know, Baylor with their two losses, eh, it's kind of tight. Um, Baylor's a heckle and jekyll team, but I'm going with Oklahoma State. You, you know, I, I really want Oklahoma State to win. I think they can win. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for them to win. But I don't know. I got a funny feeling about Baylor in this one. Right. Because Baylor uh, has nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. Right. And teams play tight. 
Right. Like it's it, 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 both teams had something to play for. And what time is this game on? It's a twelve o'clock noon game. Oh, so that's even better. Actually, that that plays into Oklahoma State's favor because if they had to watch play late and had to see the Georgia Alabama game, the Michigan Iowa game, they just want to be in a situation. Just take care of your business. Exactly. Don't worry if about the factors. They look at it and say, "Man, we have nothing to play for because these all these teams won and Alabama up beats." Georgia. Like if Alabama, Cincinnati, and and uh, Michigan, Michigan won, win, then you they're feel like, like whatever, we're done. But if you feel like we got something to play for, yeah, this is a, this is the real close call for me. And you know what? I, I, I'm a, I'm but, gonna go. Let's. I've been going Cowboys the whole way. So let me, you know what? Let me, when I when you let me, if Oklahoma State win, good for them. But for some reason, I like to see Baylor win this game. Well, I don't want I don't want to see Baylor win because I, I like seeing new blood in the tournament. Yeah, um, but, but I'm just I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, I, Baylor's in a situation where I like, think the top four teams really don't I, gotta. Yeah, but I, Daryl, honestly, I think the top four teams should be the top four teams. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Oklahoma. I'm gonna go Oklahoma State by field goal. Okay. There you go. That's my call. Right, but I still think the top four teams are going to be the top four teams. Right. Only, like if you if I look at this top four teams and everybody say, well, which one do you think going to lose? I said the one who has the biggest chance. To, honestly, the biggest chance to lose is Cincinnati. They're playing Houston. What do you think about that? Right. That's going to be a game that they're going to have to bring their A game. I mean, if they slip up, they know the um, Power Five schools. They're done because they, this is the best shot to make the playoffs. They have a, according to the Football Power Index, FPI, they have an 82% chance to win, 82.6% chance to win, and they're favored by 10.5 points. Right. I think it'll be close. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to go Cincinnati by 9. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I can see Like that. something like 30 to 20. And then the next team, I think, I really feel that Iowa may surprise Michigan. I, I, I'm just about there. Pittsburgh Wake Forest ACC title I don't game. I care about those games. Just yeah. it's a power conference. Give me your winner. Who? Who? I'm gonna go Pittsburgh over Wake yeah, Forest. Yeah, me too. Pittsburgh over Wake Forest. Wake Forest is diving. Yeah, they they can't stop a nosebleed. Right, exactly. So that that's why that's not even interesting. Iowa Michigan, go Big Blue. I think that's their time. It's their destiny. It's gonna be close because I said Iowa's not bad. They're right. a pretty good team. Exactly. I just I, I, I I've been I've been riding Big Blue the whole way. Yeah. So I'm gonna ride him right into the playoff in this game. Okay. I say Big Blue by ten. What do you got? I think Iowa wins this game. <sighs> break break that'll really break Jim Harbaugh's heart because it's like it's one thing to like you get over that hurdle. Do the inevitable yeah, but guess if you what? lose to this. Guess what? It's like the when you think of the hurdles. You yeah. can get over hurdles, but you ever notice on the hurdles that after you get over you got a sprint? Yeah. They ain't making the sprint. Ooh. He's calling it. Yeah. Taking, taking an Iowa upset? I think an Iowa upset. That would be bad for Michigan. Because you got to remember, Iowa was number two at one point. Right. Yeah. They got surprised by the Boilermakers. Spoiler. The, bo- the Spoilermakers. Yeah. They got upset by them. And Penn State. But we yeah. know that stakes in that game were different. Um, no, they beat Penn State. Correct. I'm just saying that like that was a close one. Yeah. They lost twice. Right. Who else did they lose to? Wisconsin. Correct. Is that right? I believe it was Wisconsin. It was yes. They lost to Wisconsin twenty-seven to seven. Right. And then they lost Purdue. So they lost two in a row. Yeah. After that win, 
Michigan's uh, favored by 11, and they have a 76.5% FPI chance to win. Right. Go Big Blue. Okay. And finally, the game we've been leading up to all year. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. I'm telling you, the college football world is kind of like held hostage by the stakes of this game. Right. This game is going to determine so much of what is going to happen for everybody else. Right. In a committee sitting there thinking, come on, Georgia. Come on, Georgia. Just like everybody sitting behind Alabama. Go, go, Georgia. Go, Georgia. Alabama winning this game. Really? I'm, I, I, I'm an Alabama fan, but I'm not saying, but, but I'm a realist. You're not saying this because you're a fan. Exactly. You're saying this because I'm you're a realist. Really... Are you thing. sure you're not saying this because no. you're a fan? No, no. I really believe Alabama's going to win this game. If you were a Georgia fan, would you feel the same way? Yes. Why? Because Alabama's a good team. And the thing is, and they put it this way, I think one of the biggest things that has, has helped Alabama is winning close games. Is because when a game is close. Now, now, don't get me wrong. See, that's what everybody's saying. Alabama's going to get blown out by Georgia. No. No, no way. No way. Because no way. That's, that, that, that's ignorance. Right. But you a know, lot I'm, of people. I'm sitting here. When you're looking at the ahead. games, when I think when people are looking at the games, how Georgia has probably winning by an average of 40 points this year. And then Alabama's last four games, their average winning by seven. They're like, oh, well, well. Alabama's going to be ready. This is totally good analysis from you because I have some concerns for Georgia entering the game. Now, I'm picking Georgia to win the game because I do believe they're the better team. Just like I believe the LSU was the better team two years ago when they beat out. I just say this is the better. If they just go out there and execute and do what they got to do, they take care of their business, they're going to win the game. But my concerns with Georgia are they've never been in a situation this year where they've had to do what Alabama's had to do multiple times was play in the fourth quarter. Correct. And that's going to be a big deal. Like, what do you do when the game is tight? What do you do when the game is close? How do you execute when, like, this drive, we we almost put up points, we could lose. They've never been in a situation like that. That you have a team that has the offense Alabama has. Correct. And and so what what, what concerns me with Georgia is they've never played in a close game this year where they where they could lose. Right. And they've had to make clutch plays in the fourth quarter. Correct. Georgia has a history of not coming through in the clutch. Right. As a as a school. Right. So they have to work that mantra out right. of who they've been. And finally, it's kind of like I look at the stats and I try to see player by player, it's like Alabama's completely up outperformed. Like in, in the majors quarterback, receiver, running back, statistically they've doubled. Like every their best guy has doubled whatever Georgia's best guy's done. Exactly. So I look at that and I say that's got that's some kind of cause for concern going into this game. Exactly. So so they're putting all the pressure on their defense to stop Alabama's offense. And like I've been saying all year long, and people don't realize Alabama's defense is not as bad as it looks. It's just like a lot of teams score and do their thing, but the thing is the running. I think they're in the top three in the country in the running defense. And I'm thinking, you stop Georgia's run defense, they do not have a passing game. I'm right, telling because you, people don't realize it. Georgia does not have a passing game. They got that freshman tight end that plays really well, number 19. He plays really well, but Alabama's going to stop him. Right, because they're going to aim for him. Right, and that's where people don't realize. And he's a freshman, too. Yeah. So it's not like you're dealing with like Kyle Pitts, who's like an upperclassman. You know, exactly, where he's, and, uh, and I'm just telling you, it's just a whole dynamic that they haven't faced a team like Alabama who's hungry now, and they're tired of hearing how good Georgia is. 
Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying Georgia's a bad. They wouldn't be number one in the number one team in the, the best conference. In oh, that college. kid is uh, Brock Bowers. <coughs> Correct. Yeah, Bowers. yeah, because this is my thing. It's I'm ag- I'm in agreement with you because of the fact that like they have to. My thing is this: Georgia's going to crack if Alabama come out there and score on them, like at will. Exactly. And all because their defense, who's just shut everybody out, if Bryce Young starts. Carving them? Yeah. What's the response to that? Exactly. Because then they're going to try to like... You know what they're going to do? They're going to try to bull rush. They're going to try to... Um, like pass rush. Yeah. Pass rush. Which, try, yeah. They're going to shoot the gaps and stuff right. like that. Right. They're going to try to overload that and they're going to get burnt by it. Correct. Because... I believe... Don't get me wrong. I believe they will get to Bryce Young a few times. But the times they don't get to him, what you just said, he's going to carve them apart. They, have they played an offense like this this year? No. That's what I'm trying to say. That's my concern for them. Because your defense is as good as who the offense you've played, right? Correct. And we, we know it's a great defense, but have they faced an offensive test like this? Correct. They haven't. And the thing is, and, and, and vice versa, Alabama's defense is probably one of the best defense they're facing. Yeah, now, my, my, my challenge to that, and now I'm going to talk on the other side, is my cha- I'm just talking about challenges for both teams. I look at Alabama, I say, the number one challenge Alabama has right now, that I look at this team and I say, man, this team just has shown me a lot of apathy. Yeah. Like, they've shown me... Yeah, no disinterest. Yeah, like disinterest. Like, they should... You gotta you gotta show me some more drive, some more passion, like, the more ability to win games. Like, they were able to, you know, resurrect themselves against Auburn, but this isn't Auburn. Correct. You know, and so they got to play a whole lot better than this. Oh, this, this is three teams oh, that no, I, I saw them no play. No doubt. I, this I'm is not a- Arkansas. Right. This is not LSU. Right. And this is not Auburn. Correct. So if they play like they played against those teams, they're gonna they're, then they will get run out of the building. Right. I say that if Alabama wins this game, they got to have their best no. performance of the year. Right. Now, I tell you this right now. I'm an Alabama guy, but I will not have – like I might – oh, man. I'm not going to make no excuse for them. If they go and play like they've been playing the last three weeks, they will lose this game. But they're not going to get blown out. But the thing is, I really, truly believe Alabama's winning this game. And I think they'll win by two touchdowns. So what's your final score? I would say the score is going to be 38-24. I'm going to go Georgia 33, Alabama 23. Okay. I say it's a 10-point win. I, I Because I'm just going to go by and what I saw. And now, if, if they lose by only 10 to Georgia, do they get in? It depends. On, they're good. That's a, that's the last thing we need to talk about. Right. And then, then we can it, switch over. Then, we can, then we're just going to run NFL and call it an early night. I only think that they get in. This is the like recipe to make the playoffs with a loss. They need one of three teams to lose. Oklahoma State, Michigan, and Cincinnati. Just one. So it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. Because if you're Alabama... So you're saying Notre Dame won't get in because they're Ooh, they're, yeah, you're they're idle they're idle this week, right? So a two loss would would a two loss Alabama fall below a one loss Notre Dame based yeah, on so, what they did last correct. year? I, I, that's because they'll get in above any Ohio. They'll get in before a two loss Alabama will get in before Ohio State, Ole Miss, Baylor, Oregon, Michigan State, and everybody below. Notre Dame probably gets in at that point, and then you're looking at then you need okay then I then I then I have to say this right. You need two of those three teams to lose because you know no because my thing is is Notre Dame is Notre Dame right right so th- they're gonna they're give Notre Dame blown out now my thing is this first round the fact that Notre Dame doesn't doesn't have a coach right. for that game right because Brian Kelly's not gonna coach the game right no 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 Mark 
Marcus Freeman is going to coach. coach. That, he's a coach active. Exactly. So they are, hired him today. Yeah. Like, are they going to put a Marcus Freeman led first game of his coaching career be a playoff game? No, I don't believe that happens. I think number if Alabama makes it a ball game, they'll be the four seed in the event that Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, and Michigan one of those three loses. Right. But my thing is this: it's like the only way I see Notre Dame getting in is because Notre Dame's got a name. Right. But my thing is this, because Brian Kelly's not the coach, I think that hurts their cause because they're kind of in a coaching switch. Right. And the program's in a switch. And I also feel that, and the thing is, the committee has to be what they say they are. Now, I'm biased. And you got to go, like, what do you do, face value, what you do. And I have to say that if it comes down Cincinnati or Notre Dame, Cincinnati beat them head-to-head in Notre Dame. So if they want to do the right thing so everybody don't be killing on them, they need to still put Cincinnati with a one loss. A 12-1 Cincinnati still trumps a 11-1 Notre Dame. Dame. Fact. Right. So that that's the key. Correct. It just has to be like they can't get blown out by Houston. If right. they get embarrassed, like if they get out there and lose like 45 to 21, then they, they're done. Then you got to say uh, Alabama in a close game, if, even if they did lose, a, a t- 11 and 1 Alabama, 11 and 2 Alabama is still better than a 12 and 1 Cincinnati. Correct. Correct. So let's lay it out here um, in terms of what we think, because we just, when it's all said and done, I see it being G- Georgia winning and being number one, Michigan winning and being number two. Cincinnati winning and moving up to three, and then Oklahoma State winning and moving up to number four. Alabama, via the loss, I see them dropping to six, and then Notre Dame moves up to five, and then um, I'd love to see. Uh, then a, I see. Then I see. I don't know. Like then. But then you just say a, 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 11, a eleven and two Alabama is better than a eleven and one. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So then I think then what I say let me let me let me rephrase that. It just depends how Alabama loses. If they get blown out, they'll yeah. move to the sixth spot or lower. If 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 it if it's close, but it's still a loss, they'll be the five seed. Okay. Now that's what you, you're saying. That, my, what do you what do you got? My picture is this is how the weekend's gonna play out. Alabama's gonna beat Georgia. They have become the number one team in the country. This is why the committee made a big mistake putting Alabama three instead of two. I've been saying that for the last three weeks. Herb, Kirk Street, and all the... All the aficionados. All, yeah, the aficionados. All Jesse the, Palmer. All, yeah, Joey all, Galloway. All, yeah, all these Ohio State guys and guys who are trying to push Alabama out. They're going to all eat it because I'm telling you, Alabama wins. Georgia goes to two. Alabama won. Michigan's losing to Iowa, I believe. Cincinnati moves up to three. So you got Georgia playing Cincinnati. Alabama's going to end up playing either Notre Dame if Oklahoma State lose. I believe Oklahoma State, uh, that's going to be a tight game. But I can see Baylor actually coming in here winning. But I still think Oklahoma has a chance. Oklahoma State, if they can, since they're playing at 12, I think Oklahoma State wins this game. So I think Oklahoma State moves in to the fourth spot. Oklahoma State plays Alabama. Georgia playing Cincinnati. There you have it, friends. We hope you enjoy championship weekend, and we'll be here to talk all about it next week in terms of how everything plays out and how everything sets up for the upcoming uh, playoff and bowl games. Yeah, let's make this transition. Now we're making that transition to the National F- Football League where we'll finish out for today. We're going to review Thanksgiving week. 
week 12 and then preview week 13 and uh, we'll uh, shut it down for episode 24. So we'll start out there with the Thanksgiving games, Bears-Lions. We both thought the Lions would get their first win. They didn't, even against Andy Dalton and the Bears. Your thoughts? Lions just can't win. They just can't, man, no matter how. Lions just can't win. We try to, we try to pick we the Lions a couple to try times. to give them some yeah, hope, hope, and it doesn't I, happen. I picked man. them twice, and they just can't come through. It's like they look worse as the season going on. Usually you get better, but they get worse. So, yeah. Nothing to say about that game. Nothing to say about there. Raiders at Cowboys was a thriller. Right. Um, and yeah. Uh, Raiders end up winning that. Very surprised. But, yeah, yeah, something wrong with the Cowboys, you know, the last few weeks. So, we both picked that wrong. Okay. Then we had a blowout. Bill Saints. No Kamara power for the uh, Saints. and so, No defense um, either. Yeah, seriously. Bill's, Bill's needed a win. Right. So kind of trend in the right direction. And True. so they get that one there. Steelers at Bengals. That was a blowout as that well. That was a disappointment. I was really disappointed in that game. Even though I picked it, I was still di- I was disappointed that the Steelers didn't show up. Yeah, because, I mean, it's one thing to lose, but it's another thing to lose 41-10. And, and they got swept in the series, season Correct. series. And they got blown out both times. Right. It's terrible. Buccaneers-Colts. Hey, very good game. Very good game. I got... I, I, um, I picked the Bucks, but they, and they just came back at the end. I think can, he can scored it with 30, 31 seconds left in the game. Yeah. How was Leonard Fournette picked in the 17th round in fantasy football drafts? I have I picked him in the 17th round. Yeah, because. Was there a lot of belief in Ronald Jones, and then he just didn't right. show, and then all of a sudden, yeah, bang. Exactly. Yeah, I think, I'll put it this way, I think Brady likes. Fournette? Fournette. Yeah, so if Brady yeah, likes you, you get the ball. Exactly, <laughs> and I think that's what happened. Panther, we, uh, yeah. 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 So, but they got the win, and. Uh, yeah. Colts, Colts are still in it, man. They're fighting. Right. They're, they're playing they're well. Playing, we're playing good they're ball. Playing well. Yeah, exactly. They had a chance. Um, Panthers, Dolphins, uh, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey hurt again. Right. Done for the season. Done for the season. Yeah. Um, and then Cam Newton is just not. That benched. The Cam Newton of old. Right. And then, exactly. And so, I, I, but I already I picked the Dolphins, and they won. So What's going on in Carolina? It's basically, it's a lost season now. Yeah. But, uh. What, what, what do you do here going forward? Recruit. Uh, I, I would. Um, hey, hopefully they can get a, a quarterback from Pittsburgh. Who's this? Pickett. Yeah, they need they need a new quarterback. Right. Straight up. If they can get Pickett, or if they can get um, Hal, that'd be a good. Is it time pick. to move on from McCaffrey or? Yeah. Give one if you can, if you could trade McCaffrey for something because he's he injury just, prone, he just can't stay healthy. No, he can't. Yeah, I agree. They got They got to move on. Titans, Patriots. That Close a, early, and then Patriots pulled away late. Exactly, and, and I think that you know we got to realize the Titans are hurt. Yeah. Derrick Henry's injury really affects them. It, it's yeah. like they were on a high against that game against the Rams, but since then, right? And then you got AJ, the um, his um, his backup. No, yeah, AJ Brown. Yeah. Oh, he's he's, he's hurt out too. too. No, yeah. no, he's out. Like he has um, anxiety issues and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's out. So his person things going on. So. Jeez. And Julio's not the Julio of old. No, so injury. Yeah. This is a team that's, uh, man, just got bit. Right. Bit by think, a snake I, bitten. Right. One of the big surprises of the week is, like, Eagles not showing up. Yeah, seriously. And the thing is, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't really get to see much of what I wanted to see, but the uh, Raiders Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you? Okay, you're an Eagles fan, so we yeah. just talk this on a more of a personal level. What did the Eagles draft Jalen Rager to do? Catch a ball. And Catch footballs. Feet. Right. And he can, if, you can, if you're a wide receiver in the NFL— and you can't catch footballs. Maybe you're in the wrong sport. <laughs> it's not good, man. Because my and, thing is this. If I'm not mistaken, as an Eagle fan, and I think many of you guys out there, brother Eagle fans, Sister fly, Eagle Eagles fans. fly. We could have had Jefferson. 
we 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 passed on Jefferson for Rager that we could have got Rager in the second round. It's one thing if Rager turned out to be like a good wide Hill. receiver too. He could have been Hill. If you would expect that, because he had the speed coming out of the TC. Yeah, uh, you talking Tyreek Hill? Yeah. No, I'm just trying to say. Let me let me just let me just. I'm trying to be a little more fair. Yeah. If if Jalen Rager is like as good as Rashard Higgins, Cole Beasley, if he's good as Hunter Renfro, if he's good as Robert Woods, I'm I'm using I'm talking about right. wide receiver twos. Yeah. If he could just be effective. Right. But, but you don't draft a guy in the first round to give you three receptions. For twenty six yards, right? No, you know what I'm trying to say, and it's kind of like it's a it's a massive difference between him and Jefferson. If it was just kind of like he's good and Jefferson's great, you live with that. Right. But he's not even good. Right. And that's and, and that's and the, the, the worst part is the organization, Howie Rosen. Um, how do you not pick Jefferson? Did they not watch LSU games? Uh, apparently not. No. They apparently are watching TCU games when LSU was having arguably the best college football season ever. And you're looking at this and you're like, this guy's and he available. Was your, and he was available. And you, uh, uh, don't get me wrong. I know every you, you, you probably was going to pick C.D. Lamb. Would have right. been a good pick too. Correct. I'm not taking that away. But he was off the board for, for Dallas. And you still had a viable And then you option. had Jefferson. And you didn't And you it. needed a receiver with size. And that's With Jefferson. speed. With hands, and you take a, a smaller guy with no hands, like you did with Whiteside. Give me a break, Howie Rosen. He he needs to go. Yeah, because it, well, he not he made some better. really bad picks. Do you try to trade? But for... he missed a he missed a catch. He he just catch it falling in zone. We win. That's what I'm saying. If he catches that ball and he just falls. momentum's taking him backwards, right? And the, the ball's gonna break the plane, right? You win. And he didn't do it. We, then we were six and six instead of five and seven. And you you have a chance to catch Cowboys, right? And the thing is, and then the thing is, if you win five in a row because you had the Giants twice, the Jets, and Washington twice, you could win four or five of those games. I know it's a, it was a, it was a, like, it was a missed opportunity. Oh my goodness. Okay, um, we're gonna talk about these guys in in a second. Okay. DK Metcalf, t- would you try to trade for him? Yes. Big time. I think he They could have had him. He would eat in Philly. They could have had him a couple years ago, but Howie Rosen didn't pick him. He yeah. went I mean, if I'm not mistaken, my man went second round. He went the second round. Exactly. DK Metcalf. And we passed him up for Whiteside. <laughs> a guy that you want to cut. I mean, you gotta be joking me. This is this is the same organization that could have picked Randy Moss all the way back in nineteen ninety eight. I know, I know it's I know. a long time ago. I know, I know. Something's not right in Philly. Seriously, man. Hopefully they get it right. All right, let's get what's on here. Falcons, Jags. I picked it wrong, but I, I picked it just because I was just thinking that. I, I just Falcons told you, I know so the Falcons bad. stink. Right. But the Jags stink or, worse. Right. They, Urban Myers need to go back to college. He said he's not interested in college jobs. Yeah. Well, he goes, well you know what? The NFL may not be interested in him after some time. Exactly. Because my thing is this. He's not I'm making not his team seeing, better. And no he's not making, And he's not making – Lawrence is not looking good. No. And yeah. that partially could be because of coaching. Exactly. Because like I told you, when has Urban Meyer coached a good NFL quarterback? Like what I'm trying to say is in his college days leading up to the NFL, what college quarterback he's he coached that has had success as an NFL quarterback? Nobody. Right. And somebody would say Tebow? No. 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 Tebow, his pride. You know what I'm trying to say? Guy. Love I love Tim Tebow. He lost a lot of money because he could have been the first Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill. Right, Taysom Hill signed a freaking four-year, forty million dollar deal. Right, like that's a lot of money to do 
menial work. Like, and right. my thing is, is you're, you're my thing is, is the quarterback in the NFL is the hardest position to play in professional sports, right? right. You'd argue that. But my thing is, is if I can make your life easier. And you still be, you still sell jersey, you still would be popular, right. and you just don't have to bear the brunt of being a quarterback. You still be a leader in the locker room and everything Correct. like that. And I can just say, just be like an option player. A he teabag. Sh- he should, he should have did it. He should have been a teabag. He st- he would have had an NFL career. Exactly, and he would have been a legend. He would have been a legend because he he. Remember the guy? Good. The guy played for uh, Arizona that we all revere because he, he did the combat services. Uh, Pat Tillman. Yeah. Is that right? He could have been like a Pat Tillman type of presence. Yeah. In a locker room and been a legend. Right. Right. That's what happens. Yeah. Right. Correct. So we love Tim, but yeah, that was missed opportunity on his part. Yeah. Uh, Chargers at Broncos. Ooh. We didn't see this one we coming. We didn't see this coming. Broncos Chargers played really well. They, Broncos played well, and like they I did think, against the Cowboys, and, and the Chargers think, fell flat. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alabama guy, two interceptions. Sertan, the second, he ran one back. He's a baller, man. Yeah. Um, Packers, Rams. Woo. I, I picked this. I picked this. Okay. I now, I read some article. That said that Packer fan said that's the same Stafford that played for Detroit, right? Oh, oh yeah. He's still in blue, just got a little yellow instead of gray. Yeah, but it's the same guy. Same guy getting his head. He messed up. Threw a lot of intercepts. We outplayed him. Yeah. Now what I hear Odell said, Odell Packers lowballed him on an offer, and the Rams paid him more. I don't, I don't know. But that he no, said, he, he come was, on, just be honest. Just, hey, you, you you wanted to be in LA. LA. You want to be in LA, right? Right. You didn't. You if you wanted to be on winning football, you went to the Packers and played with a better quarterback, big time. And, and we would have used you. They would have used him big time, big time. Oh man, he, it would have been good. He should have took a low pay just to get a, a ring. But is that what he's about? No. Apparently, we're seeing that. Right. Um, Vikings 49ers. Hey, I told you 49ers. I was looking at that, and then only thing that I'm telling you. We, off, <laughs> Two, my two main guys in fantasy was hurt in the same one series right after the other. Debo and Dalvin. First it was Dalvin with the dislocated shoulder, and Debo with the groin. Oh man! Now my fantasy thing is in trouble. Now the most the ugliest game of the no, I, I, the last two games were ugly, ugly. and they're the primetime games. What's right. going on? Yeah. Why are these games? Can the NFL change this? That's what I'm saying. What's we talked about this NFL? last week. Like they have the liberty. My thing is other thing. Oh, we wouldn't have an opportunity. Well, you got to be better than you can't be like three and seven and have a Sunday night or Monday night game. You just can't. Lamar Jackson is my boy. What's going on with him? And he played terrible. And they still won. And they still won. So that's so how bad? Four is, interceptions. So and how so, bad is Cleveland? No, how bad is Mayfield? Not good. Exactly. After that one game post Odell, yeah. What's he done since? Nothing. And what prior Odell leaving? Nothing. Yeah, man. They ain't good. And I picked these jokers to win that division. Because he's doing extension. But they're not probably going to give it to him if they don't make the playoffs, especially Ooh. if they finish uh, Baker Mayfield. His rookie if, contract's up. They better be wise. They better be if wise. they go like 5-11, and no, 5-12, 6 they, and If they don't win nine games, he should not be re-signed. Fact. Yeah. Then... Washington and Seattle. That was terrible. And, and you know what? The talk out there in the street, everybody's saying, oh, so-and-so need to trade, give them everything for... what?" Russell Wilson? Yeah, He done. He done. That boy is done. You better not. You better not be the stupid GM to give up your first-round draft pick for Russell Wilson. That boy done. <laughs> it's not looking good, man. No, no. But my thing is this. And then how, yeah, how, how do you target... How, can, you, how do you talk to your best? How do you not get the ball to your best receiver? One, and then two, like you don't 
target him till the middle of the third quarter? Fourth. Was it fourth? Fourth. What's going on? And, and the only reason he did it because Gino was talking to him like, yo, man, get the ball to DK Metcalf. Get it to him, Metcalf. If I'm DK Metcalf, I am furious. Serious. No wonder he's upset. Like, when I'd he comes be right line. in Russell's face. Like, like, yeah. And then when he started I'm going to break your back. When he if started you don't throwing throw me to ball. him, he was throwing these, like, popcorn passes. And they were throwing him out of bounds and stuff. He didn't have no chance. Like, they say, hey, over the. No, no. He was throwing them out of bounds on purpose. Like, I threw it to you, but he ain't no way he was catching them. He done. If you're a franchise out there and you even thinking about giving a first, second, third pick for Russell, you know who I would. You'd be okay. crazy. But I don't care if it's the Giants. Don't you do it. But the, the thing is, if you're Seattle, you got to sell high. Yeah, but you better not. If, if you're trying to buy it, you better not be a sucker. We'll see. Want to talk about this week's games? Yeah. Real quick. Cowboys at Saints. Cowboys. Buccaneers at Falcons. I was going to say same. Same and same. Cardinals at Bears. Oh, this is the one that's like, it all depends if... Um, Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going with Cardinals too. Chargers at Bengals. 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 Vikings at Lions. <laughs> Who's showing up? Um, I'm going with Vikings. Even without Dalvin Cook. Yes. Matson's going to get yeah. 200 yards. I'm going Vikings because yeah. I just can't pick the Lions right. anymore. They they win yeah. great for them. Giants at Dolphins. Dolphins. Same. Eagles at Jets. Eagles. They better win. Same. Colts at Texans. Colts. Same. Washington at Oakland or R- Las Vegas, should I say? Yeah. Raiders. Raiders. Jags at Rams. Rams. Quick, can we just quick time out on that? Does it is it just me or do the Rams just look good when they play sorry teams when they play a real contender like them they they lose, they lose. I think the one team they they beat of, of caliber this year was the Buccaneers. Now with they, luck. They, outside of that, have they beat anybody that's no. high quality? No. So look out for Ravens at Steelers. Ravens same. 49ers at Seahawks. 49ers same. Broncos at Chiefs. Chiefs same. Patriots at Bills. Bills. Same. Okay, that's a one week. Like we just agree on everything because I just I just can't go the other way. Uh, we'll probably disagree next week, but we're just gonna see how these games play out. We'll see how we both do, and we will see you next time on the Like Father Like Son Sports Podcast. Enjoy the games this weekend, and good night for now. Good night. Thank you so much for listening today. Whether you tuned in with us through Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, we are thankful, and we would also like to invite you to connect with us. Head on over to anchor.fm forward slash likefatherlikesonsports, where you will find our social media outlets via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Until then, be well, stay safe, and we will see you next time on the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast.